Hello, uh, Christians. Thank you so much for <laughs> tuning in to the Crisis of Faith podcast today. We're hearing more and more that you hate being called Christians. Um, and that and, only uh, encourages us. That only <laughs> makes us want to do it more. Uh, the on- and the alternative, I guess, is that we could call you all Jennifer, uh, which kind <laughs> of almost happened in the previous episode that we were just like, we might as well just refer to Jennifer um, until we know that we get one, until we know that we have offended an actual Christian listener. Um, anyways, we are going to talk today. We had kind of a plan for what we were going to share today. Oh, this is so meta, Joe. Um, a plan for what we were going to do on Crisis of Faith this week. And then uh, we almost got cooed. Um, <laughs> and now it feels yeah. like we probably shouldn't just pretend like that didn't happen as a couple of uh, white church Christian oh, dudes. you're referring um, to the actual coup. I thought you meant we at Crisis of Faith almost got our plan to to no. record got cooed. I get it. You're talking no, no, about no. the actual coup, which all then changed people, our plans. All Americans yep. almost got yep. cooed. Maybe yeah, we still it. did. We don't even know yet. It's not over sure. yet. Um, but anyway, so let's roll out a little jingle, and then let's let's talk about what it's like to be cooed. Preacher, something went wrong at the nation's capital today. They were flying Jesus flags, wearing MAGA hats, saying they'll hang someone if they don't get their way. Preacher, I'm starting to think that maybe Donald Trump didn't actually win. That's making me wonder if it's all really over and the South ain't gonna rise again. Getting cooed is a pretty good name <laughs> for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, uh, we're, we're recording a day later than usual today. Yeah. Um, which, is that throwing off your rhythm at all? Are you going to be able to do this? Can you get into the, can I'm you get into the try. spiritual place? I, I normally try to just sleep all day on Friday, so. Yeah, sorry about what. that. I spent a little bit of time with my rabbi this morning. Yeah. Um, and then I asked him what else he was going to do today, and he was like, "Oh, is that Jesus?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got another one. <laughs> oh. That one was getting rusty. <laughs> <laughs> that one. <laughs> well, I just—it's—it's it's hard to tell how Jewish he is uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he's. He's at odds with a lot of the, the Jewish people, it seems, at times. Or they're at odds with him. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. History was a long time ago, you know? Right. Um, but anyways, he just said, yeah, I take the rest of the day off. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that. And I offered to open his front door for him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how, how seriously he took his Shabbat. Wait, um, you know that Sabbath is on Saturday, not on... Well, I don't know why he's taking a day off then. Maybe he <laughs> takes a day off like a he's normal taking tomorrow person. off too? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, technically it should begin when the sun goes down today, right? Right. Okay, well... <laughs> he might be taking full advantage in COVID season of like... Oh, sure. Yeah. Sun really never rises on these days. Um... But yeah, so so here we are, uh, three days removed now from the attempted coup in Washington D.C. Recording a day late, giving it time to fester <laughs> in our own hearts and minds, and uh, and I thought maybe we could just kind of talk a little bit about what this is, uh, what this is doing to each of us, and and uh, well, I don't know. Did we predict this? in our last episode we did not and i think before we talk about the coup we should talk about the thing is we did not we didn't predict and and we should have right with the prophetic gifting that we have it seems like we would have we would have foreseen this coming in just a couple of weeks yep um and we did not at least we didn't divulge it to you the christians but you made a prediction 
that we that's now demonstrable. Okay. Um, I don't know if you finished the entire no. entirety of Cobra Kai. I, I, haven't, even, I haven't even started. Season we're, three. We're trying to finish other things first. I but heard it's fine. It's fine. that there were people who binged the whole thing uh, <laughs> on New Year's Day. Lose. I heard that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing those people's children aren't 19 months old, five years old, seven years old. <laughs> I literally, like, but I planned it. You know, it was New Year's Day. Like, yeah. It's a day off, you know? And I just said to myself, I'm if I don't binge it, if I don't watch the whole thing today, then I'm going to, you know, it's just going to mess with me for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just going to do it. I'm just going to watch it all. That's beautiful. So, so I now know whether you were right about honk, honk. <laughs> about the honk honk. Uh, but I I don't know if I want to tell you. I, I don't want to give a spoiler to oh, you or to the other Christians. Oh, yeah. Well, but you know whether I got a point or not? I'll say this. <laughs> you get a half a point for that for that okay. prediction, you get a half okay. a point. Well, That's what I'll say. I think I knew at least a half a point was coming, so I don't think you ruined anything for me. Yeah. I'm still curious to see uh which half of the point I got. Yeah, I also predicted uh that Donald Trump would be just forgotten um, <laughs> in 2021. He would just disappear, huh. fall off the map. Uh, it's a long year. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long year already. But so far, so far he hasn't exactly disappeared from my Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram <laughs> timelines. Uh, Even though he did, in fact, disappear from television. Facebook and Twitter for a little while. Yeah, kind of. He kind of did. His... His direct influence disappeared from those places. Um, but it has been interesting. On I don't normally use Twitter. Um, I just kind of, like, Google wasn't moving quickly enough. Like, reliable information wasn't moving quickly enough, so I had to, to move to Twitter um, for, <laughs> for quicker information, quick yeah. like, people's opinions on things. Um, and, man, I'm, I'm seriously alarmed to see the number of people and like you can see who likes certain tweets and who retweets things and who and uh and i'm seriously alarmed to see that the number of people who didn't think this was such a bad thing (laughs) (laughs) Um, like people who i i thought of as as friends or at least you know people that i could kind of hang out with and and they are like either either convinced that this was antifa um (laughs) so they'll say it was bad but it wasn't us or they think that yeah that's exactly what we should do got Um, literally all of the white members of antifa (laughs) (laughs) all of how could now strategic yes could there could there be plenty of white people in antifa absolutely but there's not enough time for them to grow so many beards. <laughs> right. That's the part I don't buy. I can't get comfortable. I'm just sitting in the floor. And all of my body hurts right now. Well, I, I read. I didn't actually. You know, the, the Hagar the Horrible looking guy with the, the bullhorns. Um, yes. Yeah. He apparently had some kind of Nazi insignia on his on his abdomen, which was exposed um so you know it's just nice. the antifa the antifa theory i mean while it may be true <laughs> seems far-fetched to well, me like that's a lot that's a that's a long way to go i mean so many of these people are like they are right-wing celebrities yeah or or far-right celebrities like they are people who if if this was antifa then you've been listening to antifa for years those of you you know what i'm <laughs> saying like right. like some of these people right. have serious serious roots in this movement in the white supremacist um alt-right like neo-nazi thing that they're doing uh if they're in tifa they have been 
they've been fooling you for a long, long time. <laughs> right. Um, well, my favorite, like, news story of I've I've lost the guy's name now, um, but there was a Rudy you know, like, Giuliani. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, um, like there were there were these far right celebrities, as you say, and then there were also just like regular folk who who you know obviously have been drastically influenced by the far right and are yeah you know listeners to this stuff but but non-celebrity types um that were in on this and there was a guy i'm i'm gonna find it eventually but um a ceo of some like tech company or something uh who (laughs) issued a statement today or yesterday saying that um yeah, I accidentally wandered in with a group of a hundred or you know several hundred people into the U.S. Capitol. Just I wanted to see what was going on, uh, so yeah, I accidentally like followed open. them in, and I apologize for my indiscretion. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was on, I was on the anti-slavery tour, <laughs> and right. next thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that sounds about right. Well, I saw a. Um, this is more local, um, it, you know, local to people in in Virginia. But there's a senator, Amanda Chase, um, is a um, state senator, I guess, uh, from our area. Uh, attends pretty regularly one of the churches that I'm. You know, I've got some friends in this church, and I'm friends with the pastor of this church, and so she she leads these like. Bring your gun and. (gasps) Here comes the news. (laughs) I Um, was trying to. The guy's name. I'm sorry. His name is Brad Ruxtales. Okay. um, Yeah, some coming. Sorry, I was looking him up, and that's. (laughs) He's a a white guy, right? (laughs) I assume (laughs) he was at the Capitol. (laughs) He was at the Capitol, and his name is Brad. So, <laughs> um, um, but Amanda, so she, yeah, she, she has these like bring your gun and bring your Bible events all over Chesterfield County, the, the county that I live in, um, right outside of Richmond, Virginia. And, uh, she was on, on the Twitter FBI page. Somebody had screenshotted like, cause she's praising this whole thing and she, she's all about it. And then at one point she had kind of said like, I was there marching with them and whatever. Somebody screenshotted it and retweeted it to the FBI looking for people. I was like, I found one. Um, and it was just a really good <laughs> moment for me um, where, first of all, no, she wasn't. <laughs> like, no, you were not in a crowd of people charging the Capitol um, on on Wednesday. But second of all, now you're either going to have to double down and say, yes, I was, <laughs> or... No, I was just trying to sound cool like I was with <laughs> right. these people. But she is, like, that one hits really close to home. Like I said, like, that's a, she's got a really close partnership with a church that we kind of have a close partnership with. Um, she's always been on the wrong side of everything, but it, it gets wronger and wronger, I think. It's like, you're having guns and Bible events. It's like, well, I'm not real big on that as a, you know. The way of Jesus, the nonviolent path, the love your neighbor, love your enemy path. I, I have some issues with that, but whatever. I don't know. Until I guess until you actually shoot someone in the face, I guess it's not as. I know you're planning on it, but <laughs> until you actually do, maybe we don't have a violation here. But it's getting darker and darker. Um, for the like, the line is 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 getting thicker um, yeah. between between me and them. Uh, less and less is it a an issue of like i think we just interpret these scriptures differently and more and more i'm not sure you have any of the same understandings that i do um and i'm not sure where yours come from which i think is the main thing i'd like to talk about today um is just what i get why we see rebel flags that's what the that's what the rebellion is. That's what confederacy is. It's like government's trying to take the rights of 
wealthy white people away or, I don't know, redneck white people away, so let's fight the government. That makes sense. Fly that flag. That's perfect. That's exactly what that flag is for. I'm not surprised by that. Um, the don't tread on me flags, the, the, the curled up rattlesnake, whatever. I don't exactly know what that is, but if someone where with that flag pulls a shotgun out of their truck and says, you cut me off back there, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm scared, but Saw I'm that surprised. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's like, I assumed there was probably um, a, uh, <laughs> a gun in your truck. Um, <coughs> when I see the Trump flags, I feel like they're the same thing. We said this on the show not long ago. It's, it's kind of redundant. You're, like, you're flying a Confederate flag and a Trump flag. I assume if you have a Confederate flag, you're also a Trump supporter. Now, I don't, I don't know that it's always all-inclusive. Like I think people could have maybe voted for Trump and also thought that the Confederacy was you know, a, a bad thing. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> fighting, f- fighting for the, the rights of white people to own black people. Um, I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive in that direction, but I think the circle of Confederacy falls completely into the circle of Trump. So you see those... F- but then I see... I don't know why we have one, but I know what it looks like. The Christian flag, like quite a few of them um, being flown at this. And then also, I know everybody saw the bright yellow and black Jesus saves sign (coughs) at this. And let's go ahead and just throw on top of it. Think about any Trumpist, you know, any, any like big time, um, member of this movement, anybody who's been to a Trump rally, whatever, ask them if they're a Christian, and the answer will almost definitely be yes. Now, are all Christians Trump supporters? No, I don't think that, but all Trump supporters are Christians. Yeah. (laughs) That's an odd thing for me. That's jarring. I guess what I'm saying, like when I see the Confederate, the Trump flags, the don't tread on me flags, the Blue Lives Matter flags, the whatever, I'm not surprised by those. But then you see a Christian flag, and I'm <coughs> I'm confused. <laughs> In that moment, I think, I want to know, what's that connection as far as you're concerned? Yeah. Um, why a Jesus saves sign? Why? Why this connection to everything? Do you yeah. think that's an anti-Semitism thing? Do you, what, what, what's your just initial opinion? Well, <clears throat> yeah, I, that's a that's a great, like, just that last question is, I, I, I think Christianity definitely has this, you know, I think I've said before, it's our, our original sin uh, for Christianity is, is anti-Semitism. It goes back to the very roots of our tradition, and it's something that we have to, like, always kind of be aware of and it's um you know i think that that christianity and and christian doctrine is directly implicated in you know in the nazi holocaust uh yeah. as as well as as it is in this um you know th- these trump era insurrections in the u.s and like <clears throat> so that's part of it i think um I don't know. Like, part of me wants to walk a, a a fine line here to say that like on the one hand, it's it is the case that religion and I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm talking about religion. The religious impulse. Yeah. Um, is a deeply good force in the world, right? It is it is people acting out of faithfulness to their religious impulse, no matter what the religion, who build schools and hospitals, who fight to end slavery, who uh, you know fight for justice for various causes, rights of various people, um, and. It's the religious impulse that causes all of the wars of history, that causes, that that legitimizes all of the um, oppressive regimes of history, yeah. um, <clears throat> right? And that I mean, th- there's nothing like interesting about that statement. We all know that to be true, um, and so it happens to be the case that 
just as an accident of history, that America is a, a largely Christian nation with largely Christian roots, even if we want to say, well, they weren't, you know, Orthodox Christians at the, um, you know, like our the founding fathers, we all know, were deists, but they were Christian deists, right? They talked right. about Jesus. Right. And... Which I used to find, I just want to say on this subject, I used to find so strange and jarring and even upsetting to discover that the Founding Fathers were Christians, that they claimed to be Christians, and they were also slave owners, and they also, yeah. like, murdered their own government officials, and, and, you know, it was like, we won the Revolutionary War for God. It was like, wait, no, you murdered people <laughs> so, that, yeah. so that you wouldn't have to pay taxes, like... Um, and also committed genocide against the natives and the here. Native American, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I used to find that so jarring and odd, and now I'm just kind of like, oh, they were probably the same kind of Christian, air quote for the listener, the same kind of Christian as you know, flying a Christian flag. Maybe that's why we got a flag. Flying a Christian flag <laughs> into battle at the Capitol. Yeah where you could yeah. threaten the lives and, and plan to take prisoners and try to overthrow democracy in the United States. Um, yeah, okay, so the Founding Fathers were, air quote, Christians. That makes more sense to me now, honestly. <clears throat> right. Yeah, so I want to, like, every, every oppressive regime, every um, injustice perpetuated in world history has had religious legitimization and the fact that America is largely a, a Christian nation means that that legitimization will be Christian legitimization. Yeah, uh, And so there's nothing like uniquely Christian about that. But at the same time, I think that we also have to uh, like, you know, when I say stuff like that about the the, the Christians were implicated, Christian doctrine is implicated in, in like, the, the Holocaust. People want to say, well, those aren't real Christians. That's air quote Christians. That's, and, like, at, you know, at, at one level, I want to say, yeah, that's right. Um, but also, I think that's really dangerous for us to say, well, that's not real Christianity. Right. That's, that's not real Christianity that stormed the U.S. Capitol and... Um, you know, tried to stage a coup on American democracy. That's not real Christianity that perpetuated the, the Holocaust. That's not real Christianity that did the Salem Witch Trials. That's not real Christianity that did the Crusades. Well, if you push all that aside and say that's not real Christianity, that's just a way of never having to own up to your own history yeah. and never having to think about the ways in which there might be something about the... <laughs> about your religious tradition that leads to that particular kind of violence yeah. that needs to be thought about. Well, it's it's a lot like the it's a lot like the white privilege um, conversation in that way that it's kind of like, well, I didn't own slaves and right. I didn't deny black people service in my restaurant in in the 60s and 70s or whatever. I I didn't do that. So, I didn't benefit from it. So I, I'm not a part of it. So right. It doesn't. It doesn't right. apply to me. It's not an issue for me. Um, I think, yeah. And this is a realization for me. This is not something that I'm saying like, "Hey, listener, listen up." I've been trying to say this for years. I'm realizing it. It's. It's very much the, you know, the the conversation you and I had off mic yesterday. Um, to say, at what point do we just look at the Christian faith in America and say? I don't know if this can be redeemed as it is. I think the teachings of Jesus can be useful and, and validating and, and, and good for society, but I almost think we need a different name um, because that one belongs to something else. I, the name just, Christian, the name evangelical belongs to something that is not, I don't know, but that's just me dodging it again. That's me saying, like, well, I'm not white. I'm <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, I had a really visceral moment on Wednesday, um, seeing one of the, it was a flag that had a, a like the Christian fish thing, as a mm. Jesus inside, um, 
was, I was watching the news Wednesday night and like, um, just w- saw that flag just flashed on the screen for a moment and it like I had a, had this really like kind of intense moment of like I maybe I can't do that I can't yeah I can't be part of that I don't know um, mm-hmm. yeah it's it, that is serious stuff I've yeah I have thought the same I thought the same thing during um, Black Lives Matter protests when when everyone who who is identified as my brothers and sisters my the company I keep um, was telling black people to shut up put your hand over your heart sing the sing the national anthem and you know collect your check and leave it alone like I I had that moment then that's around the time we started the crisis of faith podcast it's around the time that I you know so this I've even I've struggled at times to even like can I share this with everybody should I invite everyone that I know to listen to this because it started in such a dark place for me I was literally like well screw it I'm out Um, that's really how I felt I was I was (coughs) seeking a path out of the Christian faith out of American evangelicalism out of the church um I don't know, something changed over the course of the past three or four months, but it began there. It began with me saying, I just don't know. I don't know why I'm spending so much of my life trying to save something um, that just belongs to, I don't know. This probably isn't a, a, an, an area that either one of us would feel equipped to go into, but I just think it's probably worth saying for the, for the sake of empathy, um, that we we probably have Muslim brothers and sisters who feel this feeling, <laughs> who have experienced this, yeah, for this sure. similar thing when <clears throat> a plane is flown into a the World Trade Center in the name of Allah, um, who, by the way, is the same God as the, as the one Jesus called Dad, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> just just for the truth for for fun little um statement there um and then they were called terrorists all muslims for most yeah. of my you know most life. of my college <laughs> years most yeah. of my life really they were called terrorists because those people did that christianity is in the same crisis today and christians led the charge let's be clear of calling muslims terrorists Sure. Um, because someone in the name of Allah did this. Well, listen, people, in the name of Jesus, people stormed our capital, tried to overthrow our government, and, um, and people are dead, and people are in the hospital, and there is uncertainty as to uh, the, the survival of our democracy as we know it, the survival of, of the current freedoms we have as we know it, because of, let's say, because of Jesus. Because of your Bible, yeah. Because of your tradition, your faith. So I, I um, <clears throat> at our church, we you know we're, we're on YouTube right now, uh, all of our Sunday services, and we normally record on Wednesdays. So I uh, don't preach very often, but I happen to be preaching this Sunday. Uh, because my pastor is in class, and which meant I, I was preaching this Wednesday, yeah, and yesterday or two days ago, and um, so I went in in the morning, you know, no, like thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna preach this sermon, then I'm gonna go home and maybe watch a bit of the counting of these ballots. It'll be ceremonial, and then Joe Biden will have been certified as the president, and we'll move on. Um, and so I, I preached a, a normal sermon. It's a baptism of our Lord Sunday, so I talked about baptism. But in the um, in the process of that, I referenced this story, the story uh, that we traditionally call Jesus's cleansing of the temple, mm-hmm. right? And so then, while I'm preaching, um, I <laughs> like I finish up. I hear the news that that these rioters this mob has 
uh, broken the barriers, stormed the the capital, and then I spend the rest of the night, like everybody else in the world, glued to my television, like watching this uh, take place. And I'm lying in bed that night, <clears throat> reflecting on everything that's happened, and like I went to bed at about twelve thirty after after the Senate had reconvened and started counting again, and um, I'm just lying in bed and I realize. Oh, I talked about that story of the cleansing of the temple. You know, the story where Jesus and his thugs go into the, like, this sacred public building during a major ceremonial festival. Yeah. And destroy people's workspaces and vandalize property. Um, and it's like, this is this is a problem and i it wouldn't you know like maybe i put something up about this on facebook and a lot of people said well yeah that's a great story you should talk about that and like how it how the differences are or whatever um and which would have been great but i didn't use it that way i just like right, flippantly right. referred to it and so i i ended up i came in yesterday and like re-recorded a totally different sermon um yeah so yeah it's like i, I don't know yeah, well, I can relate. So I, I haven't taped yet this week um, for, for our church. Normally, I would do that yesterday, um, and uh, and I didn't. Because I <clears throat> there was a bit of a coup. <laughs> there was a bit of a coup. I, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a plan. I didn't have anything that, like, glaringly problematic in it. I mean, essentially, I was going to – I wanted to talk about um, – is just very much in in line with with our tradition, um, my 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 church's tradition. We were just going to talk about intentionality. We were just going to spend a couple of weeks like talking about, hey, a lot of stuff happened in 2020 that caused us to embrace bad habits. That we sort of said like, you know, it's COVID 19 and it's only going to be like two weeks long. So I'm going to watch more TV than usual. I'm going to drink more than usual. I'm going to whatever. I'm going to sleep in more. I'm not going to put on pants. I'm not going to shower as much. Like, all these different <laughs> things that we just kind of let happen because we're like, it'll be over in a minute. Um, and so this year, we were just kind of very pragmatic, not even really tied to the scriptures that much as much as it was just like, hey, how about we go into 2021 saying, whatever happens here, um, here's some stuff I'm going to do differently this year. Like, not not resolutions, not like, here's my here's my goals, here's my sales targets this year for my pyramid scheme or whatever. Um, for my multi-level marketing, here, here's my weight loss goals. But more of a, hey, if um, no matter what happens in the news, I want to become this kind of person this year. No matter what happens in the nation, I want to. So it wasn't necessarily like an issue of, because that kind of fits here. It was like, what if the coup happens? It was like, well, I don't know, love God and love people and let's ride this out and enjoy the end of America. Um, <laughs> what if the coup is unsuccessful and Joe Biden becomes the next president and we forget that we have a president for the next four years? It's like, I don't know, like we love God, love people and let's, you know, ride that out. It kind of still fits. It just felt like you have to say something, though. At this point, when I look at Franklin Graham's Twitter feed and I see him talking about Samaritan's Purse, I think you coward you this is your fault right. maybe more than anybody's this yeah. is your fault and you want to talk about your nonprofit work to feed hungry people in other countries right now without addressing what you've done to your own country using your father's name and i don't mean jesus or his <laughs> heavenly father i mean billy uh, yeah right <laughs> um which is a crazy name for a grandpa Billy, Grandpa Billy. Billy, <laughs> Billy is the name of a six-year-old. Billy is the name of a of a perpetually six-year-old. Yeah, I'm surprised boy. he never switched to like Bill Bill Graham at some Billy. point. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I, I'm in the place now of I'm like I'm not sure I can. I kind of still want to preach that sermon because I do feel that way, and I think that's the most for me. That's the most useful thing that that my faith has to offer me, anyways, is to say. Whatever the hell happens, um, I can still love people, and I can still care for the world around me, and I can still find some joy and find some peace 
no matter what. Like, that is what my faith does for me. I still want to preach that, but I also feel like this pressure to address it in some way. I just don't know how to address yeah. it. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's a tricky thing because, like... All right, so this is a podcast. We just say shit, and, <laughs> you know, like, this is... Um, first draft kind of stuff. We're not like, you know, we're not publishing this or whatever. So I don't know. You know, I'm. This is like something I'm wrestling through, um, and it could be totally wrong. So, but I do want to preface. <laughs> I'm gonna hand ring a lot here. Um, I wanna I wanna preface this by saying, look, I I'm you know I'm a lefty liberal, and I think that the people who stormed the Capitol on Wednesday want a violent coup they they want to like their intention was to overthrow an important process in the peaceful transition of power that is the bedrock of american democracy yeah um and their motivation for doing that is is racist and nationalist um yeah and it's wrong. And, so I want to well, condemn me, it. But, and let me okay. throw in, it also is chaos. They also, there is a there is a branch of these people, yes, racist, yes, white nationalists, yes. But also, they're, they're also big, to, like they want the apocalypse. There is a yeah. big group of people who like, we've been stockpiling weapons for this. Right. We have bunkers for this. There is there is a part of them that wants the chaos, anarchy. It's the, yeah, it's the it's the dark night, uh, the dark night quote. Some men just want to watch the world burn. I do think you have a lot of that in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. A lot absolutely. of it is not necessarily motivated by anything, but I just want a chance to use all these weapons I've been I've been stockpiling, and I want to yeah. feel justified in doing so. I want to feel like I'm doing something heroic. Um, and so even if I have to create the bedlam myself, I will. Um, but anyway, I didn't want to like undercut anything you're saying. Oh, no, that's fine. That, that category is definitely present. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I, But all I wanted to say, um, first of all, that what happened on Wednesday is is wrong and it's evil and we, we roundly condemn it. Um, and now... <laughs> I want to backpedal a little bit because okay, so I put the I put that thing on Facebook the other day about it's it's a it seems problematic to me that we have this story of Jesus doing something that looks exactly the same, uh, looks like the same thing, and so like and I started to think about like what do, what do we do with that and you know I had used um, in fact on this podcast I have used the term sedition for the charges against Jesus for which he gets crucified. And I think that's historically accurate. Right. Um, that that's, And it sounds like sexy and cool to say it um, when you're talking about like... A lefty thing? Jesus as a historical figure. <laughs> oh. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then when I'm looking at sedition happening in my country, I'm like, well, shit, this is like... This is kind of fucked right. up. Like, I don't really want to be a part of it. Um so anyway, I put that on Facebook, and then my friend Jay Levitt Pearl, who's the uh, he's the director of the Atkins Center of Ethics at Carlow University, he wrote this, um, which I think is really profound. He says, of course, again, I had just used this text flippantly. I, it wasn't about anything. I, I used it as like an example of a literary device. Um, but he says, seems like the perfect text for unpacking the naive centrist narrative around protest and property destruction. That it's always bad, no matter who does it, or what, or where, or most importantly, why. These are dangerous, false equivalencies. This is, he's still, yeah. still reading. When Jesus overturns the tables in the temple, it doesn't mean the same thing as fascists staging a coup, like at the Capitol on Wednesday. Um, just as fascist staging a coup is not the same thing as Black Lives Matter protesters rioting against police brutality. We can no longer afford to pretend that liberal hand-wringing about Antifa's violent tactics is not connected to their total inability to confront the burgeoning U.S. fascist movement. 
Let's not forget that when fascists marched in Charleston, it was the anti-fascists, not the police, who protected the clergy. We need more folks like Jesus flipping the right tables and smashing the right cultural idols, not less. Wow. Um, Yeah, so great, great point. And I think, like, it's... I think it's absolutely right that um, it's a totally false equivalent to say that, like, this is the same thing as the property destruction that happens sometimes with Black Lives Matter protests, uh, in part because they're mm-hmm. protesting against uh, yeah. brutalizing them and against, you know, having their, their lives taken by by the government, by government officials. Um Whereas these, you know, these other people were trying to to start a violent, like we're trying to stage a coup. Um, well, it is and different. Who, and who started it? That's the other thing for me. Is like there's a pretty big difference between, um, between Jesus, a nobody from nowhere, who is oppressed by, who is you know, um, under the thumb of this leadership storming the temple and saying no more no more i will stand up for my people and for all the oppressed everywhere and the president a billionaire president <laughs> actually true. saying yeah. Who let's make sure thing. let's make sure i'm safe sure <laughs> let's make sure i stay president because if i'm not things could go poorly for me which by the way at the time of this recording uh, Trump did issue a statement yesterday that his lawyer wrote for him that was very <laughs> entertaining to me. Uh, like, did you hear the? I the did. Little, the yeah. two minute thing where he's just like, mm, I'm, I'm so not with those guys. Uh, <laughs> right, I couldn't but be more not with those guys. He must have very like art of the deal, uh, negotiated that concession because he did. He did like condemn the. The protest, finally, the the riot, finally that he started, the mob that he started, um, but he didn't, he didn't concede. He didn't say Joe Biden. Won. He said, uh, "I'm committed to a, an orderly transfer yeah. of power, peaceful." I don't remember what he said in that. He first said yeah. "orderly" in a tweet. Anyhow, yeah. committed to transferring power to Joe Biden, um, and seems like he's taking steps now to do that. You know, at least to avoid jail for treason um, but he didn't concede the election he never said like joe biden won or i lost and he signals to the the people at the end of the speech he says our journey's just beginning yeah i heard um, that I, I noticed that in it too so yeah. you know which is which is in a court of guy, law basically <laughs> in a court of law is 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 vague it's plenty vague sure um, that he's he's continuing to say things that he knows his his base can hear and be like ah he told us to stand by yeah Um, yeah, and and our revolution is just beginning um but he could also say like well no i meant like the biden harris new journey of america um yeah interesting my question about we we had thought about talking to or we tried to talk to um anna florky shied who's a professor at Duquesne where I'm a graduate student and she's done a lot of work on um, revolution and, and the just war tradition. How do you, under, how do we um, understand the ethics of political revolution? Um, and just a brilliant scholar. I hope that maybe we'll get to talk to her later. Um, she had a, yeah. some other commitments today. Um, with a, the Society of Christian Ethics. But what I wanted to ask her about is kind of this question um, related to, like, how do we understand this this story of Jesus? How do we understand these differences between um, Antifa and Black Lives Matter and what happened on Wednesday at the Capitol? Because um, on the one hand, I, I want to call... I want to call what happened at the Capitol on Wednesday... Um, an insurrection, uh, uh, domestic terrorism. And, you know, I think those words matter. And then I also look at what Jesus did that looks exactly the same to me. And I like, it worries me. And I wonder if the, in some ways, like the difference between, um, 
a, a riot that has to do that that's for a just cause and one that is to I don't know overthrow a, a government that seems to be working you know more or less <laughs> okay uh, for nationalist and racist reasons or, or anarchist reasons um, is what we to deem to be right 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 it's that's it exactly it's hard to it's hard to draw a line I mean at the end of the day uh, with, with all of the the ways that I do think about most of the people who are at the Capitol and, and whatever I they would characterize what they're doing as just war kind of stuff as revolution um, like right yeah they, they call the difference it a revolution. is revolution or sedition what's they said we have been yeah we we have been oppressed our people are not heard we're the we're the unseen um nobody cares about us anymore uh and so that's why we're and you know they legitimately believe the election was stolen from them yeah they it's don't they don't believe because they live in the boonies where they haven't they don't know anybody that does that voted for Joe Biden. So, well, that's it, the it, thing. It's very, it makes a lot of sense if you're from rural M- Missouri or rural Kansas and you're like, how in the world did Joe Biden become the next president? I don't know a single I've never even seen a Biden Harris sign. I don't know a single person who voted for Biden Harris. Um, right. It makes sense. And if all, if you're that. reading Trump's tweets, like when when you live in a world where you come to expect that the the systems like will work reasonably well, <laughs> right? That um, that you can get reliable information from the United States government, right? And then you just have a a president, and frankly, uh his backers and for a long time Fox News and other people yeah. who are just like you know fortunately Fox News has a little bit more integrity than than any of us expected I think and finally at the election said okay we can't really go along with this shit yeah. like yeah um we'll have to change our name to Fox Thoughts <laughs> um. but like it's just you know but when yeah. you're just being fed this like load of lies so deep that you can't dig your way out of it. Right. Um, and I, I think, you know, part of the, part of the thing that the left doesn't understand, I mean, well, maybe, you know, maybe there are a lot of people who are smarter than I am that that do understand it. I, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get what it's about. Um, when, like I can only see sedition, where where some people see revolution, um, but you know I also know that there are things that when I look at the Arab Spring, when I look at other like other times in in world history where it seems clear to me that we're watching revolution, I know that there are people on the other side of that who are seeing sedition, yeah, um, and seeing insurrection, and and you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to at least figure out what that impulse is about. And I think this is this is not a um, for me this is not a statement of, of good and and bad, wrong, right and wrong, good and evil. Um, the the idea that history is told by the victors might be something that we're just living out a little bit here. Yeah. Like yeah, we th- we think every revolution that was ever led and and won was the good ones won. You know, the good guys won. The good guys won the Revolutionary War. Because that's what our American history books tell us. (laughs) The good guys uh, made all of these things that that we now have happen. We don't know what it's like to be in the Revolution. We don't know. We don't know what it was like to be walking around at the time of Jesus and hear that there is a rabbi teaching revolutionary things cl- declaring that the temple will be torn down completely like and and more and more people are listening and more and and it seems like 
he has this power with him too that there, he's he's a scary force to so many people like I think we just I've always told it this way a bit of the anti-semitism um, of the inherent with my own Christianity that basically it was all bad guys who were opposed to Jesus like no yeah. actually there were probably plenty of good people who were scared of having their world turned upside down by a revolutionary so I, I don't know none of this is meant to be encouraging this is just me saying uh, black and white plain as day <laughs> the good guys don't always win but they do always get to tell you what happened uh, yeah. they're, they're the ones right. got to say here's what happened back there uh, and sometimes even the good the, the bad guys lose and people still fly confederate flags for hundreds of years <laughs> right well yeah I mean again I say this, this ain't is... over yet <laughs> like we can't say it enough that like what happened on Wednesday looks to me like like a, a violent coup or an attempt at a violent coup of the democratic process in America and it was motivated by racism like I condemn it but I think part of part of what it means to be a Christian like part of part of this crisis of faith thing is is to say well yeah we got to quit like we're, we're kind of two guys who like to question stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm feeling uncomfortable with how to think through this um, because of my Christian tradition that says, well, Jesus was a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a revolutionary. Um, yeah. And what does that look like? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the, I love I love saying Jesus was a little bit of a revolutionary. What I'm struggling and exactly it's exactly what you're saying. And it sounds really cool until you see some revolutionaries and you're like, oh, fuck those guys. What I'm struggling with is seeing what what it is. Yeah, to witness a revolutionary face to face is Donald Trump a revolutionary? I think kind of yeah, he is, Um, but not the good kind. but a revolutionary still like he definitely basically yeah. changed everything about the world um and and was an idiot the whole time too like that part's a bummer <laughs> right. all right. the revolutionaries in my head are are like really cool and and even when they did things that i disagree with i'm still kind of like but you know it's kind of like it's like um like when you think about pirates as a kid or even now, you're like, pirates, that's so cool. Or ninjas, or whatever. Like, <laughs> mostly criminals. Uh, like, like mostly, mostly just, like, raping and pillaging and doing, <laughs> doing awful, awful things um, th- that violate the norms, that violate the rules of... <laughs> right. So I guess I would prefer to call Trump a pirate. Uh, to a <laughs> yeah. Even though Trumpism yeah, is, is a revolution, um, hopefully one that that dies out like the Confederacy. Hopefully it lasts four years, which is longer than than the Confederacy did. Good job, guys. You you uh, you did it. <laughs> you did better than Robert E. Lee. Um, maybe we'll give you a statue that someone will desecrate <laughs> in a few decades. Tear down soon. <laughs> <laughs> you want one? You can have one. Um. Yeah. So I I'm just trying to like pick out all the religious elements in this new story, theological elements, because you know, you can listen to NPR if you want on the rest of yeah. it. Um But like did you notice how much in in the news coverage how much sacral language there was surrounding this? Like, um, you know, talking about the the United States Capitol as a sacred space, mm-hmm. holy, mm-hmm. you know, holy ground. Talking about um, or hallowed, maybe hallowed, yeah, hallowed it's ground. The same, it's the same word. Same word, yeah. Yeah, um, it's the same thing. And you know, talking about even uh, the the process of certifying the electoral college vote as a sacred ritual. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And it is treated as such. Like yeah, the, the, indeed. The, there is a the liturgy to it. Think, there yeah, is, who, yeah. Who gets to say that? Well, only the person who holds this position. And, right. 
here's what they wear to that and here's the kind of box that we transport things in and yep yeah it is treated as sacred and hallowed but yeah that, that's a really interesting insight um just kind of we, we have this desire to and i think rightfully so i think it should be called sacred it should be treated as sacred um but at the same time sacred should always lead to freedom <laughs> right <laughs> Hall well, hallowed also activity should also always lead to what is best for for people yeah, I mean, I think the reason that I had this on my mind is it's also playing into this this question that I'm having about, you know, on the one hand, like the temple in Jerusalem that the G, where Jesus overturns the tables of the money changers and drives people out with whips. Um, of course, this is holy ground, sacred, sacred places, a temple. It's like the yeah. definition of, yeah. of sacred. And yet for Jesus, um, it had become a symbol of the religious legitimization of violence and oppression. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know, it's... These parallels are upsetting. They are. You're not <laughs> making are. me feel better about it all. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and for, for Jesus, I think this is an interesting... I'm not sure how this plays in. Um, he was wearing a Viking helmet? <laughs> yeah. Tattoos you all my, over. You would shatter my universe right now if you're like, and people, most people don't know this. He also wore a Viking helmet. <laughs> the day that he. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he. Uh, when I was growing up, like there were people who really opposed selling brownies in the lobby of the church. Yeah. You know, for a fundraiser or whatever, because. It was like, oh, no, Jesus says you can't. Like, you can go out into the parking lot and sell your brownies. But yeah. Jesus gets really mad about people. <laughs> that, is not the, that is not the point of the story. Um, he's not mad about people selling things. Uh, so he, the, the thing that he says is, my, house shall be, uh, my father's house shall be a house of prayer for all people. You've made it a den of robbers. Well, think about... When does a robber go to his den? It's not... He doesn't go to his den to do the robbing, right? He goes to the bank to do the robbing, and then he goes back to his den to twist his mustache and count his money. Right. The The den is where the robber hides out. Um, and so, you know, what Jesus is critiquing is the the way in which religious and political leaders... The way in which, like, the political leaders of Israel have been in collusion with this Roman occupation of injustice and that that they're using the temple system to legitimize that. It's the, it's their hideout. It's the place that they say, we're okay with God because of this, and it doesn't matter what we do out here. Um, so, anyhow, I don't know what that, all that means, but— No, it's, it's um, profound. I think there's something interesting about the the language of sacredness that gets used around the U.S. Capitol that in like in an ordinary time I would be really uncomfortable with. I would be uncomfortable with this um, like with the the solemnization of United States politics because I'm like, well, in general, we're kind of the world's bully like i'm not right i'm not cool with that right um like on jesus grounds i don't want to use i don't want to give re- religious legitimization to you know uh the world's empire like i think that's yeah. exactly the thing that jesus was critiquing in yeah. the temple um and so when when we say the same things against these uh you know when we're talking about these insurrectionists who who staged a coup at the Capitol on Wednesday, and we use this religious language um, about about the Capitol? I think like that's mm, I don't know. It, yeah. Like it's it all yeah. makes me uncomfortable. Well, it's sw- it it swings both ways for sure. It's definitely a there. There's a part of me, and I just said it. Like there's a part of me that wants to call all things sacred. There's a part of me that wants to just say, yeah. Hey, this is right. this is where people gather to argue over and, and ultimately decide on what is best for other people. And to me, that's sacred. Now, 
on the same, by the same, like, I don't know if it's the same logic, but it's the same, the issues that arise out of that is that you have this sort of holy justification for anything that you decide to do to other people or decide to, you make those grounds sacred and you turn your laws into the word of God. You turn your, your political positions into the positions of God. You turn, like there is, I don't know, there, there's issue with both. There's issue, <laughs> it just boils down, it's the same thing that it always is. It boils down to like, is this a sacred ground? Uh, do I have a problem with you calling it a sacred ground? Well, it depends on if you're a good person or not. <laughs> right. That's yeah. what it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it no longer means anything to me to, for someone to say, I'm a Christian. I have to follow it up with like, hmm, oh, you're a Christian. Okay, well, that's not helpful whatsoever for me to know anything about you. Um, <laughs> right. Do you hate gay people? Uh, do you hate black people? Do you, <laughs> do you, you know think that you should be able to own people who don't look like you like uh, there are so many questions that have to follow that just make it complicated they make it i don't know i guess that that's the problem like i said i just called it sacred and i just said i like the idea that we call it sacred because i think i'm a good person who wants good things for people and i also assume that most of the people there are also that but if they're not, then I don't want them to call it sacred. Right. I don't want you to call it the work of God or, or hallowed work on hallowed ground if what you're actually doing is oppressing. Or, um, well, I think maybe, uh, do you have anything to end on? I have a quick yeah. little, like, almost lighter note if, if we need it. But if not, you speak well, your piece. I think this is pretty important. Um, and I hope that this doesn't offend anyone to hear. There's a bit of a spoiler coming. In season three of Cobra Kai, we do not uh, get to see Mike Barnes again, but there is there's a real heavy-handed hint that he might show up in season four. So keep your eye out, Mike Barnes. <laughs> going to be the rematch of the century <laughs> that is important i'm so glad you said that well i was uh i was i was having a conversation with a, a friend the other day um who basically said well if this is the way it's gonna go this was yesterday so the coup failed they're basically accepting now that joe biden's probably going to be the president and uh, basically this conversation came to a head with this friend of mine saying, well, he has four years to change my mind. I'll be praying for the new president. Um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, which I, to which I responded, first of all, the bar to do better has never been lower. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> take a quick look around. But then I also <laughs> realized something, and I, I said this about the presidency, and I mean this sincerely. It's kind of where we... One of the things we landed at with uh, the future of America is, come on, man. Um, I just think for me, um, in this current state of things, it, it, my political affiliations, the way that I think of this coup, the way how do I justify whatever, how do I decide which is the right side, I think the president, any administration's number one job for me is no longer to appoint justices, to pass legislation, to keep the economy healthy, to protect Israel from God knows what, for God knows why. <laughs> it is now <laughs> it, it is now the responsibility of the government. And, and maybe as the head of that, the president, to unite the nation <laughs> and inspire civility and kindness among and towards all citizens, I want that. Um, and I'm, I care less about particular legislations and, and particular politics than I ever have before. I'm now at the place where I'm like, anybody who who seems to want civility, <laughs> who seems to want to unite, I'm for them. Um, and, yeah. uh, and, and for me, it is not fair. I don't guess. It is not, it's not an answer. It doesn't completely, but what's the difference between a Black Lives Matter protest 
and the coup at the Capitol on Wednesday, I ultimately assume and believe that the Black Lives Matter protests were about declaring all human life to be valuable. I, I believe those were about peace. Those were about moving in the direction of more fairness and, uh, and a unity. And, uh, and I believe that what happened on Wednesday was not that. Um, and that will continue to be my filter for it, right or wrong, fair or unfair. That's the filter I've arrived at. That is the Christian way. We now have two tenets. <laughs> yeah, I have I have probably three uh, policy directions that were that would be important to me for the Biden administration or any you know any head of government. I think national unity is huge. Um, followed really quickly by forgiveness of student loan debt. That's important. To me. Oh, that would be that would be real good. And then anybody who can ensure us uh, uh, Mike Barnes' appearance in season four of Cobra High, I am in support of that administration. You've heard it here, the Christian way. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Please review us if you happen to be listening on iTunes. Um, if you review us in a way that you just think is just clever and brilliant, please like screenshot it and send it to us on social media. We are at Crisis of Faith Podcast um, on Instagram and Crisis of Faith on Facebook, I think. Uh, but Crisis of Faith Podcast. Crisis of Faith on Instagram, too. Oh, well, maybe we just have it for both. Or maybe it's the opposite of that. But Crisis of Faith Podcast.com <laughs> will get you a link to this. everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll get you a link to everything. Uh, we would love to see those, and we'll actually like share those, um, share great reviews with everyone else to inspire more great reviews. Uh, tell your friends, let us know what you're thinking about all of this. Let us know if you were at the coup so we can report you to the FBI. <laughs> Unless you wandered in accidentally. Preacher, something went wrong at the nation's capital today. They were flying Jesus flags. Wearing MAGA hats Saying they'll hang someone if they don't get their way Preacher, I'm starting to think that maybe Donald Trump didn't actually win That's making me wonder if it's all really over And the South ain't gonna rise again